What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 21 of season three. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it's your boy, Baroon Dog, back at UConn, bitches. Kurt, guess what ended this past, uh, this past? I guess this past weekend. Are you are you no longer virtual? I am no longer virtual. We had our first in-person day back on campus today, Kurt. We had a, you know, it, there was a lot of people. There was a lot of snow, as I'm sure you're aware, mm-hmm. and as Mr. Mm-hmm. Bradfield mm-hmm. is aware as well, Kurt. But Kurt... Back on campus today, Dog sets foot on UConn campus for num- semester number 872 <laughs> in a row. Simply no more, no less. <laughs> no more, no less. 872. <laughs> Bruno, um, I don't know if you've been on social media much today. Mm. Uh, did you see the UConn football video? Oh, uh, Kurt, I had the pleasure of viewing <laughs> that video. <laughs> Bruno, I want your honest opinions here because we know you are still a Husky. <laughs> Kurt? <laughs> Kurt? I, I am a former Husky. We have we have uh, deep ties to the UConn Athletic Department. Oh boy. Whether that be good or bad, we have deep ties. I want I want your initial reaction to where you think this is going for UConn football. Do they have any chance of ever being relevant, or is are we just are we just past that? Kurt, I. It's just hard to see a world where we're relevant because, A, we're so hilariously in the red for just money and spending and deficit, and now we're paying uh, Kevin Ollie $10 million, and, like, that shit is just so completely out of control. So, like, I think our general strategy has just been spend more. Like, fuck it, just spend more. Kurt, simply where has that gotten us? <laughs> I know. Bruno, it's so funny. Well, it's really not funny, but... When I was leaving in my role at UConn, yep. and then our boy Ant was leaving in his role, that was around the time where UConn was almost, almost not quite $40 million in the red. <laughs> now they are at $47 million in the red. Well, that was two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And then Kevin Ollie won his lawsuit <laughs> oh against UConn God. for $11 million due in 10 days. Uh. So that put UConn at... Fifty-seven million dollars in the red. Now, Bruno, I thought it was hilarious in this video. Um, I don't. It showed parts of the locker room and it showed parts of the meeting rooms, um, which have all gotten redone again. So it's like we're putting a lot of money into it <laughs> for not a lot of results. <laughs> and uh, you know, I bleed blue. I still root for UConn. Of like, course, we, it, it is what it is. Um, both our basketball programs seem prominent, which is fantastic. But yep. the UConn football program, man. Uh, yikes! That's Big really yikes. all I have to say about that. It's just it's it just sucks up so much money. It it's does. a money pit. 
and Kurt, like, no matter what, the stadium is still so far from UConn. Like, maybe that's good for, like, us as we move out and we're older. But, like, just for students, it's just always going to be inconvenient to have to go all the way to the stadium, right? And then, again, like you said, it's like, what's the ROI on dumping shit tons into making, like, you're making, you're dressing up shit to make it look nice. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) this program... Forever, I don't know. I don't even know if you can call the Diaco era a step forward, but for that, if you call that a step forward, it went like nine steps back with the return of <laughs> Randy Edsel. So, and yeah. everything that that encompassed. Yep. Um, so, and like, let's just call a spade a spade. That was Dave Benedict who hired him. So, Dave Benedict can't point fingers. That yeah. was like, that was his guy. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason. And it kind of blew up in his face. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I I like what they're trying to do, like this whole Husky revolution, like kind of to start from scratch. But it almost comes off as corny. It's yeah. like I, I, I want to like it. I kind <laughs> of like there are parts that I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I'm like, eh, is it, though? Yeah. You know, Kurt, you know what it'll come down to if we and the bar is very low. But if we can just have any sort of improvement next year, look competent at times win some games games plural maybe more than just one like plural games next year kurt that's going to give a a lot more like uh credence to us believing in any sort of revolution right it's hard to believe in a revolution when we've just witnessed like a massacre so yeah that's how i was going to put this it's like if you it was like war times and you and you walked up on a massacre and they a town was burnt to the ground, and there was like one singular rose. Like that's what we're trying to. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're, we're trying. trying to fix. That there's one flower popping up. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. Well, that was a fun little husky talk. I didn't really expect that, but <laughs> yeah, you know, here we, we, are. we needed we needed some we needed something else. But oh. Bruno, um, when this postseason started for the NFL, mm. Wild Card Weekend a couple weeks ago, mm. it was a pretty bad weekend of football overall. Yes. Uh, there were a ton of blowouts. Uh, I would say of the six games, two were competitive. Uh, it was just was everybody happy that it was playoff football? Yeah, but the quality of play was not phenomenal. Yes. Now, the last two weekends, on the other hand, have been some of the best weekends of football I have I can recall watching ever mm. in my twenty six years on this planet. Facts. It's just straight facts. I mean, there's been four games in the divisional round, two championship games, and of those six games. Has everyone come down to a one score? It's been, it's yeah, been a one, one score possession. game. Yep. Yeah, just that's absurd, Bruno. Again, I said it last week. Roger Goodell does not deserve this. He hasn't done anything to deserve this. Literally nothing. Not not a damn thing, Bruno. We will talk about the championship games, but okay. let's get out in front of this. Let's talk um, a little bit of NFL news oh, before yeah. we get into the games. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think the place we have to start, and as resident Patriot fans of and course. as a partial Patriot podcast, Ooh, uh, we can't. Yes. The, <laughs> triple, the P. triple P. <laughs> triple P alert. <laughs> triple P. Um, the partial Patriot <laughs> podcast. Um, we need to talk about the departure of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler yep. um, to the Las Vegas, New England Patriot Raiders. Um, because. There is a movement happening out west, and they are taking the foundational pillars of the Patriot organization, and they're trying to bring it to Vegas. So Josh McDaniels introduced about an hour ago as uh, Raiders head coach. Dave Ziegler was announced over the weekend as the GM of the Raiders. Why is this important information? Well, Josh McDaniels spent a collective 18 years in New England. Yeah. Uh, 
his first coaching gig in the NFL came as an offensive assistant uh, way back when after his days at John Carroll. So he was around. He was given uh, the offensive coordinator position back in 2007. You remember how prolific that offense was with Tom oh, Brady in the undefeated season. Yeah. Um, he ob- Obviously, he left to go to Denver. It didn't work out in his press conference today. He was very open and honest about why it failed. He admitted it was a failure and it was his fault. And um, it was just kind of nice to see uh, that transparency, I guess, from him. Um, but I, I think, obviously, Josh has earned this opportunity. And I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter, Bruno, and I'm sure you have too, about you know why would McDaniels do this? He's, he's the successor to Belichick. And I think it comes down to this for me, and I want to I ask you. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone knows when Bill's going to hang it up. So, like, Kraft can say all he wants, like, Josh, you're next. You're the next guy. But what if that's 10 years from now? Like, is Josh going to just sit here on his thumb for 10 years? And don't get me wrong. Josh was in a good spot. The Krafts made him a very, very rich man, the highest paid coordinator in the league. He was being paid more than some head coaches in the league. So um, he was comfortable. But, like, at the same time, the man is too good of a – NFL mind to just sit here and be a coordinator. He deserved a chance. What do you think? Yeah, I think you put it best. Literally nobody knows how long Bill wants to keep coaching. So I completely agree because you don't know. It's like, it's hard to bank on. It's like, oh yeah, just put an X amount more of time and that it would be my time. You just don't know. It could be next year. It could be five more years. It could be whatever. Right. I also just think on the other hand, Kurt, it's almost similar to Tom Brady in that like he probably just wants to blaze his own trail. Like say he becomes the next coach of the Patriots after Belichick retires it's going to be like, oh, Josh McDaniels keeping the spirit of do your job alive, doing the same thing that Spellcheck did. Like the foundation has already been laid for Josh McDaniels. And not that he wouldn't get credit for if he did a good job here, but like there's probably still going to be people being like, oh yeah, he's just, you know, he's just continuing the torch of Belichick, which like is a good torch to carry, right? But he probably just wants to do his own thing. I think to your earlier point about his failures for the Broncos, Kurt, I think it's incredibly huge for Josh McDaniels that he's going with Dave Ziegler, right? It's not just him. He's going with someone he trusts, who he has success with. He can partner with the front office. I mean, we've heard so many stories of coaches going places and clashing with the front office. He's going with someone he's worked with, he's had success with. He knows they're on the same page and they will be on the same page about stuff. And then just someone there to support him, right? Rather than him, you know, going to somewhere on his first time, like you said, with the Broncos. And it's just like a lot of stuff you don't know or you don't have those supports. I think it's huge that they're going there together. I agree wholeheartedly. I also think that there's been a lot of news that's kind of come out because it, it kind of happened really fast with Josh McDaniels. You didn't hear much of anything with any other head coaching openings for McDaniels, which was kind of weird. But I guess behind the scenes, McDaniels had told teams if they reached out, he's like, I'm not interested. He was only really eyeing this Vegas job because wow. let, let's let's be honest here too. A lot of the openings in the NFL aren't fantastic job openings. Um, Vegas is a team that made the playoffs this year. Yep. They're totally fine in cap space. You think about the offensive weapons that they have. Obviously, Josh Jacobs is a, is a great running back. I think somehow even underused. Um, Derek Carr is a very serviceable quarterback. Is he, is he the best? No. Is he the worst? No. Far from it. So it's a guy I think Josh can, Josh can work with. Um, Darren Waller. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Oh yeah, like Hunter Renfro is is Josh McDaniels has had a Hunter Renfro yeah. for eighteen years with <laughs> yeah. the Patriots. So he, he has. I saw a tweet today. It was like Josh McDaniels probably had a hundred page PowerPoint for the <laughs> Raiders, and ninety nine of the pages were about how to use Hunter Renfro. 
like probably like they're and they're they're gonna be they're gonna be good i think and and josh is a great guy to lead them yep well what's kind of also flying under the radar here is the whole dave ziegler thing so dave ziegler had a huge huge part in putting the 2021 patriots on the field like that a lot of that was dave ziegler so we know bill belichick is the head coach and the de facto general manager but um prior to last season there had been a lot of rumblings about well Kraft wasn't happy with the drafts and Kraft wasn't wasn't happy with obviously brady's departure and kind of placed a lot of that blame on belichick and he he was tired of the dictatorship didn't want belichick to just rule that iron fist he wanted more ideas from other people and dave ziegler kind of became belichick's right hand man right dave ziegler was really important in, in landing mac jones and christian barmore and ramondre stevenson the patriots had ranked uh were ranked the number one draft class of last season that's fantastic and that's what a lot of guys haven't even stepped on the field yet ronnie perkins josh right. bledsoe um uh that might be it really uh trey nixon he's not gonna make the team but you know what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah, those yeah. are guys that Oh, Cameron McGrone, that's who I was thinking of. The oh, linebacker right. I think I is going to be him. really good. Yeah. Um, so that's impressive, but a lot of that was Dave Ziegler, and, and Ziegler did a lot of the contract negotiations. So uh, it, it's a big loss to lose both those guys. Um, and I, I don't think it's the end of the world about Ziegler because Ziegler's right-hand man was a guy named Elliot Wolf who's still around. But you're probably going to go through this again next year because Elliot Wolf was already getting GM interviews this year. So um, I think it's just a Patriots problem when you're so good for so long, this kind of stuff happens. So the brain drain, as they call it, the Patriots are used to over the years because they've been so good. But let's see how it affects teams like the Bills who are are losing people to Bruno, which leads me to the next point. Big news, Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator who helped Josh Allen make the leap from underachieving rookie to NFL superstar in the course of, what, four years or whatever. Yep. So Brian Dayball um, to the New York Giants as the head coach there. What are your, what are your initial thoughts on that? Uh, first of all, do you see the, like, intro video they posted on Twitter today? I was I like, did. why What? Why are we doing this? Like, why is this a trend now that we're just, like, following coaches awkwardly as they walk into their <laughs> complexes? <This> oddly <laughs> quiet, oddly silent, yeah. watching him get out of a car. No one cares. Yeah. So, again, that was my first thought. But in all seriousness, uh, again, like you said, there was a lot of question marks about Josh Allen. People forget coming from, like, Wyoming, he didn't play, like, you know, the classic typical college schedule josh allen was no surefire thing like yeah he had potential and he had like the raw talent but like there was a lot that needed to go into turning him what he is to today and like because he's been so successful yes credit to josh allen but again like you said a huge part of that has to go to dayball and like what he did for that team and again obviously acquiring pieces around him i think for me again like are you excited if you're a Giants fan that he has the chance to work with Daniel Jones? Sure. Because again, if we're talking about someone who develops QBs, there's a lot of people that think Daniel Jones like can be developed into something good, right? I don't know if people are saying he can be a superstar, but people are saying, you know, there's enough there that can be developed. So I guess you have to be hopeful if you're a Giants fan that he can he can turn that around with Daniel Jones. I don't know if he thinks Daniel Jones is the guy, though. I guess that remains to be seen. But like, there's nothing you have to feel as a Giants fan except like pumped that this guy's come to your team. Yeah, and John Mara, Mara, however you pronounce it, the owner of the Giants, kind of was very straight up in the fact that he's like, Daniel Jones has not had a chance to succeed because we failed him. We, all these different coordinators, all these different coaches, um, different ownership, not ownership, different uh, general managers, really not putting him in a place to succeed. So maybe this will help. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head. 
having a guy who has a proven track record of bringing quarterbacks along, whether it was with the Patriots where he was an offensive assistant and then maybe it was with Alabama where he was the offensive coordinator when they won multiple national championships to his time the last four or five years in Buffalo with Josh Allen. Um, I am just really happy that he's out of the AFC East. Yeah. He's out. I hope I hope it I hope it hurts Josh Allen, and I'm glad he didn't go to Miami. And that's my takeaway with Brian Dayball. Um, Absolutely, Bruno Nathaniel Hackett is going to the Broncos. Why is Bruno? Tell the people why that's relevant. Hmm. Well, he was hmm. a a I think offensive coordinator. That was See, he was offensive coordinator for a certain team in hmm. the NFC North that may be hmm. losing a legendary QB this offseason. Hmm. No, I'm not talking about Kirk Cousins. I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, the rumors all year have been Aaron Rodgers potentially on the way out. We just saw him like a week or two ago be like he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Now, all of a sudden, the Broncos, a team that already was rumored to be on his list of teams to go to, just happened to hire Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator. Hmm. Heard that. Hmm. Huh. I think that's a little bit interesting. <laughs> yep. but, you know, I think uh, and we'll, we will get to this eventually. I have three landing spots for Aaron Rodgers. Numero uno. The Denver Broncos. It just True. makes too much sense. True. Numero dos. The Las Vegas Raiders. Holy shit. That would, oh my God. Could you imagine Josh McDaniels goes there and gets Rodgers? Oh my God. I had like a, I I think it's more, I think it could be more, uh, what's the word? Likely? Probable? Yes. More probable than not. I think that's a spot. Wow. That they have a ton of cap space. Wow. They have um, uh, you know, we just talked about their offensive weapons. What if what if Devontae and Aaron went to oh, Vegas? That now, oh my! You put Devontae Adams there. Now Hunter Renfro can do whatever the fuck he wants because they got Devontae. Darren Waller is already doing whatever the fuck he wants. Oh my god, Bruno! If I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm horny thinking about that. <laughs> horny for Rodgers. Horny for Rodgers. <laughs> horny for Devontae Adams. So that's yep. important. Yep. Another uh, NFC. What third team? where he could go oh right pittsburgh but i i think that's more of an outlier um i just feel like they have they have decent offensive weapons obviously Najee harris is pretty good they have pretty good receivers but i just don't i don't know exactly about how all that works but i think it's at least a spot they need a quarterback so potentially maybe and kurt what about the colts as much as i hate to say it maybe I don't. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm. I follow Pat McAfee too closely on Twitter, and he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. So maybe that's where my brain is going with that. But like Kurt, I like that would connection. suck for yeah. That would suck for Patriots fans. Obviously, we don't really like the Colts. And like again, Carson uh, Wentz, he might be on his way out. Yeah, he so. sucks. <laughs> Bruno, we'll rattle through a couple more things yep. here. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name, but I saw all, all over the news this week. Matt Eberflus is that Eberflus? I yep. I fucking love it. I have no idea either. We're going Eberflus. Eberflus. Well, he's going to the Bears, Bruno. Yep. He's going from the, the Colts, right? From the Colts. Um, yep. So I, I, they seemed happy that they got their guy. It doesn't mean a whole lot to me. But, hey, congratulations. It's not Matt Nagy. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of people, though, for the Bears really quickly. So I didn't come up with this, but I just thought it was hilarious. Their previous GM and coach were Ryan and Matt, and their new GM and coach are Ryan and Matt. Hey, so. <laughs> maybe they don't have to take the nameplates off the door. Yeah. Just replace yeah, the last <laughs> names. Yep. Uh, Bruno, Jim Harbaugh. Hmm. hmm. That's an interesting name. Hmm. Um, he is being rumored to the Minnesota Vikings. Schroeder. Um, he obviously is the head coach at um, Michigan. 
Thank you. The I was like Wolverines. What the fuck am I trying to say? <laughs> At Michigan, um, and he's obviously had a great tenure there. I don't know why he'd want to leave Michigan for Minnesota, but apparently he has interest in it. I don't. It makes no sense on the surface to me, but perhaps perhaps we got two Harbaugh's back in the NFL, Bruno. Yeah, and my only take here, Kurt, is that like no offense to Harbaugh, but like, why are we so high on Harbaugh in, as an NFL coach? Because he made it to one Super Bowl. Yeah, and like, and yeah, lost. he had a good he had a good year at Michigan, but when it when it mattered, that he still got clobbered. So I don't got know. absolutely rocked. Yeah, so well, we'll see. I don't know, Bruno. We also dealt with something this weekend that uh, felt like it might never happen. Yeah. Um, we had a Tom Brady retirement and then a not retirement all in the course of four hours, um, and Jeff Darlington from ESPN, Ian Rappaport from NFL Network. And Adam Schefter from ESPN all reported within minutes of each other that Tom Brady would be retiring from the NFL. Um, yep. It was bananas. Every athlete in the NFL seemed yeah. like put out a, a tweet acknowledging the GOAT. Um, the TB12 brand, like Tom Brady's brand, the blue checkmarked <laughs> found, um, business, Yep, put out a tweet. So I think this kind of shows me like – I think he was he was going to retire and is still going to retire, but that the news of it just leaked way too early. So I don't know yes. if someone from Brady's camp spilled the beans, uh, but rumor has it Tom was not happy. Uh, he cl- he says it's he hasn't made a decision yet. I call bullshit. His parents, his dad came out adamantly defending Tom's not close to a decision, uh, so on and so forth. Bruno, I think the thing for me here is I think that's exactly what it was. Brady has made up his mind. He's not coming back. He probably told his inner circle he's not coming back, and they're trying to plan on the biggest retirement ever from the NFL. This is obviously the the best player the NFL has ever seen, so how are they going to go about this retirement? I'm sure it'll be a video of some sort, very polished, very Tom Brady-like, but the fact that it came out now, apparently Brady didn't even get to tell the Buccaneers. He didn't get to tell his teammates. You know the kind of guy Tom Brady is. Like, that those relationships mean a lot to Tom. So the fact that he didn't get to do it his way is not sitting well with him. Um, his his podcast, Brady's podcast, went live 40 minutes ago, and he was talking about how he hasn't made a decision yet, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's a little bit upset about the way people have tried to be first and everything. So more likely than not, he is retiring, but it's just it will come on his own terms. Right, and I, I think that's all there is to say. I think quite simply, whether it was episode 10 of Man in the Arena or a whole different video that he's filming and making and going to release, I think it just wasn't whatever the announcement or video or whatever is just simply wasn't ready yet. Someone who knows it was in the process of being made or being filmed or whatever probably spilled the beans, and I'm sure he's furious now. Kurt, I, again, sucks for our boy. We'll obviously get into it when things maybe are more official one way or another. It would be kind of funny if now he just says, fuck all of you. I'm coming back for another year just because of this shit. Well, it'd be the most Tom Brady thing ever to be like, oh, you tried you tried to get <laughs> yeah. in front of something I was trying to do. Well, watch this. I'm going to come back. I'm going to play. Revenge and, tour. Revenge tour. And I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to prove so. you wrong. Does Adam Schefter get fired if he's wrong about this? I mean, ESPN motherfucking lies, Kurt. ESPN does lie, which is weird. That I, It's weird to me that Brady went into business with them for Man in the Arena. So like they're yeah, kind of like his co-workers right now. But he also still hates ESPN, I'm sure, a little bit. So maybe yeah. he could just screw him over a little more. Yeah, um, hopefully. But one, obviously the Man in the Arena, him delaying the 10th episode and his entire family, like 40 people at the last divisional game, that doesn't happen for the Bradys. They wait till the Super Bowl for that. So maybe, maybe he was kind of expressing to his inner circle that, like, 
this could be it come to the game. So yeah. I, I do think it's the end for Tom. Obviously, a we'll get into it when it is official. Yep. Um, but wild times, my friend. And then lastly, yep. the current Patriots quarterback, Mac oh, Jones, yeah, had baby. a very, very good rookie year. <laughs> the top three, top four rookie year ever for NFL quarterback. And somehow, some way, don't ask me how, I do not understand it. He is going to Vegas. Nope. Yes. Los Angeles. Not with Josh McDaniels. No. He's going to play in the Pro Bowl, Bruno. I don't know how, but he is. Kurt, I I didn't even realize that this shit was still happening. I'm not going to lie to you. Not Sorry, not that the Pro Bowl is still happening. I just didn't realize that like people were still, like injury replacements or whatever it was. I didn't realize that was all still going down. I saw that tweet or whatever the tweet was out of nowhere, and I was like, huh? Hmm? Mac Jones? But yeah. Kurt, I mean, fuck yeah. I'm in. That, that's our boy. <laughs> well, I'm in. He's one of five Patriot rookies ever to make the Pro Bowl. Um, so good for good for Mac, good for the Patriots. Pro Bowl this year, Super Bowl next year. Who says no? Kurt, Kurt I'm in. And like low key, I know this is taking getting serious for a second. I kind of like and I'm excited for him that he gets to go and hang out with some good players, whether it's talking to some other QBs or other players, getting to mingle, getting to network, maybe get some free agent seeds planted for mm-hmm. future years, mm-hmm. maybe just learn some more from like the good, the best players in the NFL. Kurt, it's only a positive for our boy. It's only a positive. Yeah. Get, do a little recruiting out there, Mac. Um, oh, yeah. I also think this, too. Don't get it twisted here. Like if Mac gets into the game and he plays well and he plays with these high powered guys all over the place. How does Bill Belichick, I don't know if he's sitting there glued to the Pro Bowl, because I think he thinks the Pro Bowl is kind of a sham, but like, if there's any connection or chemistry built with any of these guys, and Belichick's like, oh shit, like, we need to get this guy number one receiver, maybe this weekend's telling about that. So, I, I haven't agree. watched the Pro Bowl in like 10 years. I'm watching it this year. Uh, oh, it's on. <laughs> oh, it's on like Donkey Kong, Bruno. <laughs> Um, so that's that's your latest NFL news for uh, this week. A lot of stuff that went down. Bruno, but it's time to do what we do best. And it's, it's time to motherfucking do it. Kurt. It's time to break down some goddamn games. So two great uh, uh, championship games. Bruno's going to – you're going to take this take this, pick this ball and run with it to start, Bruno. Kurt, before we run with it, the music is about to run. So we got three, two, one. Boom. And we off, baby. <laughs> Kurt, oh, my fucking God. I'm hyped to listen to that music. And Kurt, holy fucking shit Kurt that's like the only three words I was able to say for the entirety of I think what was it probably like five five forty five to six fifteen yes. on Sunday afternoon in that time frame mm-hmm. holy fucking shit non-stop screaming at the top of my lungs Kurt in the best way possible in the worst way possible yep. in the only result that the official part of my take playing the field crew was rooting for Kurt the rooting for the hardest this is what we wanted more than anything else Kurt the motherfucking Chiefs motherfucking lost, Kurt. Holy shit. Even saying it out loud is crazy, Kurt. The Cincinnati Bengals, Kurt. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. Bruno, Just let that sink in. The, Bruno, the same Cincinnati Bengals that went 2-14 two, two years ago? That Those Bengals? Kurt, I think so. I think that those be same Chiefs that uh, supposedly only Tom Brady could ever. Well, actually, I don't want to say that because that makes me sad. But supposedly the undefeated Chiefs in the playoffs at Arrowhead, there's no way they could lose, Kurt, right? Right. That's that's what we were told going into the game. I don't see how anything else could have happened. That's what we were told, Kurt. The Bengals stunned the entire world. Again, all we heard was Joe Burrow overmatched, the Bengals overmatched. And, like, you know, maybe on paper, maybe in experience, maybe in all those blah 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 categories. But, Kurt, who fucking cares they go into arrowhead and they come out with an absolutely exhilarating 
27-24 win in overtime, Kurt. And Kurt, this game was much like the other games, high on drama and absolutely all over the place. Mm -hmm. When the game started, Kurt, uh, I think I texted you like eight times and I was like, well, this fucking sucks. I was like, well, GG. I was like, this fucking sucks. The Chiefs came out hot, right? As they tend to do. They score touchdowns on their first three drives of the game. And guess what, Kurt? Who Who is it to? The usual suspects. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman, all in usual fashion, right? So Chiefs come out looking great, which again, not really surprising. They're playing at home. They're the Chiefs. They've been there before. They've done that. The Bengals, again, they just got their first two playoff wins in forever. And I don't even know the last time they made the AFC Championship, right? So 31 again, like, years ago. 31 years. So again, like... It's not like it was necessarily surprising, but it was also like, God damn it. Like, is this really happening? So, Kurt, the Chiefs go up 21-3. to And if we're being entirely honest here, when they scored that third touchdown and it was 21-3, to like, halfway through the second quarter, I think I texted you. I was like, well, this is... I was like, I don't, I don't think I said, well, this is over. I was just basically like, well, uh, you know, are, are the Bengals going to show up? Like, is this, is this what it's going to be for this game? Are we going to get our first blowout since the first round of the playoffs? Kurt, for whatever reason that was the hard pivot of the game right there because yep. from 21 to 3 that lead did not grow Kurt. that lead only shrunk the bengals finally got on the board with one minute left in the second quarter they uh they cut the lead down to 21 to 10 right mm -hmm. huge for the bengals again even if it's you're still down double digits 10 points looks way better than three that's some serious analysis right yeah, there right? right 10 points is double digits you're on the fucking board yeah game. and little mo little we call uncle mo bruno let's not forget uncle about mo. uncle mo Uncle Mo. And speaking of Uncle Mo, Kurt, mm. the Chiefs get the ball back with a minute a minute six, I think, was left in the second quarter. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we all week we had heard, oh, 13 seconds, too much time for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. A minute six, Kurt, that's like an eternity for the Chiefs, right? Kurt, they drive all the way down, and they reach a first and goal. And you're like, god damn it, the Bengals just yeah. scored. They flew they down gunning. the field. Flew. And they did. They did. They literally flew. And we were like, fuck, like, are they really about to score another touchdown? Are they about to go four for four? Is this going to be 28 to 10? And Kurt, I'm not gonna lie to you, the Chiefs kind of shit the bed. They literally just shit the bed in that situation. That, uh, combo that is putting it politely. They did. Yeah. They they puked and shit on themselves. <laughs> Kurt, I hate to be this guy, but I've puked and shat at the same time before. And let me tell you, it does not feel fun. It's a lot. <laughs> a lot of things happening. You got to pick where it's coming out of one hole and what it's going into, and the other one you just got to pray. So, Kurt, Kurt let me tell you, I, I feel for the Chiefs on that end. <laughs> Let me just tell you, in, in my instance, the shit went into the toilet, and then you. That's a good choice. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good choice. I wasn't gonna ask. So just had to make that clear. <laughs> off the rails. Oh, off the rails, baby. But anyways, so the Chiefs pull a Bruno and shouldn't puke at the same time. They went for it on, I think it was second or third and goal, yeah. which is like a shitty fucking play. And Kurt, they they ran out of time. They simply ran out of time in the first half. So it's like. Worst case scenario there, you're thinking field goal, which is so great. Obviously, they wanted to score, and, like, again, part of me is, like, it's okay if you're going to be aggressive, I guess, if you're the Chiefs. Like, you you are the Chiefs. Things have been going well. But, like, you have to know where the line is, and that, like, again, we're talking about a close game. Those points would have been huge right there. Yeah, plus, you kick the field goal, you go up 14. That's a two two touchdowns is way different than a touchdown and a field goal. I mean, right. a touchdown, an ex a two-point conversion and a field goal. But still, that's way different than two touchdowns. So, yes. uh, really questionable decision. And I don't know if you caught this, too. Obviously, terrible, terrible execution from the Chiefs. Terrible last play call with four seconds to go or whatever, throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage to Tyree Kill. Bruh. Really strange. Uh, and then Patrick Mahomes, inexcusably, going to the ref call on timeout. Homeboy, you got none of those left. So, yeah. like, in a, in a huge moment, 
Andy Reid with a bad play call and your superstar with a brain fart. So, like, again, Andy Reid was puking, Mahomes was shitting. Not a lot of good things happening for the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, uh, Patrick Holmes pulling his inner Chris Webber and just uh, doing the absolute wrong thing. Yeah, not, that, that was very Brian Hoyer-esque at the end of the Chiefs game two years ago. Yeah, situational football, Kurt. Hmm, I wonder which team practices that all the time. Oh, not the Chiefs. Not the Chiefs. Well, last uh, week, so, I guess, but not this last week. week. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yep. So, again, at the end of the day, though, they're still going into halftime up 21-10, to 10, right? It's still the Chiefs with a double-digit halftime lead coming out to start the third quarter. Presumably, you know, they had just went three for four on touchdown drives. Kurt, it it shouldn't matter that they didn't hit that last field goal or score touchdown, right, Kurt? It, it should not matter? Shouldn't. Hmm. Well, Kurt... Let me tell you, yes, it was both sides, but my fucking God, the Bengals went into halftime and they just decided that they were going to make the best defensive adjustments of all time. Like a best, the best halftime adjustments of all time. We talk about a hallmark of Patriots teams, even if we're caught off guard in the first half, like Patriots teams of old would always come out in the second half having identified what's going wrong and fixing it. Dude, the Bengals, and again, we've we've shit on Zach Taylor, right? And I don't know if this was him or the defensive coordinator. It, yes. And, like, again, I don't even think he's that great of a coach either. He's kind of a doofus. But, like, whatever he slash the team did at halftime absolutely worked. Because in the second half, Kurt, and I'm sure you can say this better than me, the Bengals covered just their coverage, their secondary, played out of their minds. I think they added more people back there. Maybe that was one of the adjustments. It's like they, they, were, they expanded their coverage and maybe they rushed less. So they had great coverage. Their pass rush, even though it was less people rushing, rushing Patrick Mahomes, they still got to him a fair amount in the second half. And if we're going to be honest, the Chiefs just didn't know what to do. Like, Patrick Mahomes literally just did not know what to do. I tried to play. Bruno, not to interrupt, I've yeah, yeah. never, ever seen Patrick Mahomes look more flustered. Like, he was. Oh, yeah. I, I don't mean this to be funny. He literally looked like a chicken running around <laughs> without its head cut, with its head yeah. cut off. He, yeah. he was trying to make these ridiculous, quote, Patrick Mahomes plays, end quote. But he looked, he looked like a fool. He looked like he was trying to play backyard football. Sir, sometimes that's not going to work, and it did not work this game. Yeah, Kurt, and uh, that's why they call him Patrick McGoing Holmes, Kurt, because he's going home, <laughs> fucking roasted. Kurt, exactly, you, you fucking got him. He... <laughs> Kurt just actually just dropped his fucking. Let's fucking go off the rails. Microphone, whoopsie. <laughs> well, Kurt, good news is I can still hear you. So we're still, <laughs> still was, going well. Oh god. <laughs> so basically, Kurt, you said it best. He tried to channel his. Honestly, he tried to channel his inner Aaron Rodgers. He just played hero ball. Like, yeah. People shit on Tom Brady year after year for taking the seven yards dink and dunk down the field, but Kurt. How do you think Tom Brady won so much? He knew he could make the right decisions. He knew when the game flow was, was those were open and that was working. He knew when he could take the deep shot. When Patrick Mahomes was trying to get 70-yard bombs to Tyreek Hill every play, like, yeah, you're going to connect on a few of them over the course of the game, right? That's just the odds. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's not a sustainable offense. So, Kurt, quite frankly, that just led to the Bengals absolutely dominating the third quarter. They kicked a field goal to bring it to eight. They scored a touchdown and got the two-point conversion, Kurt. And then all of a sudden, it's 21-21 heading into the fourth quarter. In a game that, let's not forget, Kurt, was 21-3 in the second quarter. Mm. All of a sudden, the Bengals on the road are tied up going to the fourth quarter. So, like, Kurt, we're talking Uncle Mo. Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs, like, yes, they are the Chiefs, but, like, they had to be feeling the pressure. And Uncle Mo was like, we Bengals today, boys. Yeah, Uncle Mo went with the Bengals and Auntie No went with the Chiefs. So we've been over this. <laughs> we've been over this, Kurt. So... Holy shit, the, uh, the Bengals end up kicking a field goal, taking the lead late in the fourth quarter. It's 24-21, and we're like, oh my god, is this happening? 
However, Joe Shiesty. Joe Shiesty. However, Kurt. However, mm -hmm. the Chiefs got the ball back. I don't know how much time, but it was way longer than 13 seconds left, right? Yeah, so okay. they get the ball back, and we're like, oh, fuck. This is way enough time. We've all seen this story before. We wish the Bengals had scored a touchdown. Yes, they were up three, and we're like, oh, man. Kurt, what did the Chiefs do at this position, at this point? They drove the ball down the field just like at the end of the second quarter and get all the way to a first and goal. And everybody in the entire world, especially fucking Tony Romo on the mic, was thinking, oh my god, here we go again, sucking Patrick Mahomes' dick before he even did anything, blah, 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 blah. And like, again, you can argue that the drive to get there was impressive, right? But Kurt, it's not about how you start drives, it's about how you end them. So what do they do after they get first and goal, Kurt? Quite simply, they said, shitting and puking at the same time? Let's try that shit again. That shit was fun like we did in the fucking first half. Because the Chiefs, Kurt, not only did they just have the worst sequence of plays I've ever seen, it was terrible play calling, it was two straight sacks from the Bengals. One of them, Patrick Mahomes, fumbled the ball and like almost literally lost the game by fumbling the ball on that last sequence. And Kurt, they went from first and goal to like a risky field goal. They went, they it was first and goal, and then they they ended up kicking, I think, like a forty-nine yard field goal. Patrick Mahomes, this this is what I'm talking about. Chicken with its head cut off was yeah running 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage the last play before the field goal mahomes was literally like 18 yards behind the line of scrimmage got sacked fumbled <laughs> and joe tooney saved the season briefly he fumbled yeah. he jumped on the fumble right so that was crazy so again Harrison Butker, or no, is it Harrison Butker? Yes, yes, a yes, kicker yes, for the Chiefs. Yeah, Harrison Butker, pretty good kicker for the Chiefs. I was pretty confident he was going to make it, right? I didn't think he was going to miss it, but still, you never want it to have to be that long, especially when they got to the goal line. So they send it to overtime, and Kurt, as overtime is, you know, they're taking the mini break, and as we're getting into overtime, I think the whole world was holding its breath, right? Because we just saw last week what happened in the Bills-Chiefs. We know what happens when there's a coin flip to decide who gets the ball. And Kurt, what happens when they get out there for the coin flip, the Bengals call heads and it's motherfucking tails, Kurt. Kurt, tails never fails, except for last week with the Bills Chiefs when it was heads and they called tails, but not including that time, tails never fails. Kurt, when the Chiefs got the ball first, it was over. The game was over. Well, it was literally over. Well, based on everything we heard for an entire week, oh, the overtime rules. No, well, Bruno, was it, was it over? Kurt. It was not over. Uh, I hope you did see this tweet, though. Josh Allen just tweeted pain. 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 Like, that was very funny. I like that because he's been there before. Uh, so it's, that was funny. But, Kurt, I think, like we said, we've been conditioned to say whoever gets the ball first in overtime always wins. Hmm. Hmm. Kurt. Hmm. Uh, so what does Patrick Mahomes and Mr. Clutch, Mr. Already Better Than Tom Brady, Mr. He must have won 17 Super Bowls by now because that's how much his dick has been sucked. Kurt, hmm, what did Patrick Mahomes do? He only turned into pick Mahomes. Forget the at, just pick Mahomes, Kurt. Because on the third play of that Chiefs drive, he throws an interception. And Kurt, game fucking on. I think I just texted you nonsense. Like, I was just texting. Kurt was Gibberish. driving back. For, yeah, Kurt was driving back from his whatever. He that was coached a million football, sports. Yeah. Yeah, so he had it on the radio, and he was streaming on his phone, but he was just like, just send me the updates. You're faster than anything I'm going to get. So I just texted him uh, just gibberish because I was I couldn't even get out the words that I was feeling because I was like, holy shit, Patrick Mahomes just throw a pick. If you don't know, in overtime, after the first team has the ball, the next score wins no matter what the score is. So that was massive for the Bengals to get the ball. Kurt, they get the ball at like the 50. They just go on a big dick drive that like they just convert third down after third down. They're gaining yards left and right. They get all the way to the in the red zone. 
And then Kurt, quite simply, Evan Big Dick McPherson comes on the field and says, boys, last week I sent us to the AFC Championship. This week I'm sending us to the Super Bowl. He nails the field goal, Kurt. Insanity on the field. Joe Burrow and the Bengals literally game-winning field goal in overtime to beat the Chiefs, the big bag Chiefs. Kurt, it was crazy. It still almost doesn't feel real. And it's like, Kurt, I know halfway through the season they were like the number one seed in the AFC. Then they lost like to the Bears and Jets and a bunch of bad teams, and we were like, okay, it's the Bengals, right? And then obviously, maybe they didn't have that many impressive performances in the playoffs before this point. It's hard to doubt their playoff resume at this point if you go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs, right? It's hard to doubt that. So they certainly earned their point, their place in the Super Bowl, Kurt. I just, it's just crazy that the AFC representative is the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, it makes no sense. I, I done chained the Bengals twice. <laughs> They said, Kurt, oh, fuck you, baby. Now they're going to the goddamn Super Bowl. Oh. Um, Stats guy is going to be repping a Bengals uh, sweatshirt. She bought, a, she bought a Bengals sweatshirt for the Super Bowl. That's how, that's how into she is. Um, Bruno, this game was bananas. Um, yep. From this point forward, the Cincinnati Bengals are America's team. Oh, yeah. They saved us from two weeks of Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes. They saved us. Bruno, I'm going to get to a little uh, TikTok video that I'm going to share with the, with the class. But before that, um, yep. I want to just go over something that was historic from yesterday. So yep. there is this thing in the NFL called EPA, which is basically just expected points added. So EPA is simple. It's, just, it's a statistic used to try and define how many points a player or play is worth to a team. So... It's just like a grade, almost. So, in the first half of this game, the Patrick Mahomes had a first-half EPA of 15.8. That's a very high EPA. So, Patrick Mahomes was very good in the first half, and that was after docking him a huge amount of points for the, his stupid play at the end of the, the first half. So, oh, he right, was right. even higher than that. Like He almost had a perfect first half aside from that play. And then in the second half... A minus 18.7 EPA. So his a differential of 34.8 points in a half. That's so nice. this says no QB in NFL history has had a larger drop-off from first to second half EPA than Patrick Mahomes did yesterday. Let's fucking go. The next closest person ever, ever, was Andy Dalton in the 2013 wild card game where he had an 8.7 in the first half to a 19.3. So that was minus 27.9. Mahomes was like almost eight points worse. Kurt, let's fucking go. I, I need more of those stats. I, that's what I'm saying. I need more bad Patrick Mahomes stats. Those give me life. I need I need oh. more of those. Um, so that makes me very happy. And Bruno, I just – some things like just really speak to me. Uh, they, like, they truly just speak to me. And yep. I, um, I saw this thing about uh, Brittany Mahomes, uh, and she's been in, insufferable for, for years now. But I found something that summed up my feelings quite perfectly, and I, I'm mm. just going to play it for the class, okay? I mean, that's all I need. That's see ya. That's all I need in this life. Oh, Brittany, stop! No more of you. Stop. Um, you're go home. Go, go home. Go home now. I just, I'm, I'm so happy for the Bengals. I, 
we're gonna we're gonna get into the second game right now, but I'll tell you right now, straight up, I am a big Bengals fan for the next two weeks, Bruno. We're Bengals boys. But from this point forward, for the next two weeks, I declare a Bengals podcast. <laughs> Bengal boys. The Bengal boys. <laughs> Bruno, uh, fantastic game for Joe Burrow. He is so likable, it's not even funny. Like, oh yeah. I haven't seen someone uh, a nation just adopt, unite. A, yeah, unite around <laughs> one person more than they have around Joe Burrow the last. He should fucking years. run for office. He should. He'd win. <laughs> the next president of the United States, Joe Burrow. Joe Cool. <laughs> Joe Cool. Joe Shiesty. Bruno, congratulations to the Bengals. I don't think yep. anyone would have ever expected this a month ago, but you yep. know what? That's why you play the game. That's why you play the damn game, Bruno. So, quite naturally, you 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 have that first game, and you're like, "There's no way the second game can live up to it." And I will say, there were there were moments in the second game where it was wildly boring. Yeah. But it ended up having all the flair that you needed in an NFL game. So, Bruno, yeah. let's get into it. Let's okay? get into it. In yet another game that ended in one possession. Oh, yeah. The Rams and 49ers came down to the absolute finish line in another just mind-boggling NFL playoff game. So in yep. the end, the Rams, let's, again, we don't bury the lead around here too, too much. So oh, in yeah. the end, the Rams came back from being down 10 points in the second half and beat their division rivals 20-17 to 17 to get back to the Super Bowl for the first time since 2018. <clears throat> <clears throat> Which I believe was Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but I'm not. Super Bowl 53, <laughs> where the Patriots beat them. So shout out to the Patriots. Everything is shout somehow to related to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, or no, yep. we talked about this on the pick six. Jimmy Garoppolo was 6-0 over the uh, the Los Angeles Rams in his, in his little tenure there. So the, the 49ers had not lost to the Rams since 2018, which is just a, a, a mind-boggling thing. Right. So, um, you know, obviously that's that's not luck at that point. That's kind of – that's a pattern, Bruno. And, the, mm-hmm. well, it was, the Rams said, you know what, it's time for us to break that pattern. So – after uh, dueling it out, duking it out for three quarters to start this game, the Rams uncorked a 10-play, 64-yard drive in the first quarter that attempted to set the tone. However, 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 Matthew Stafford threw a pass behind his receiver in the end zone. It was tipped, and it was picked. P-I-C-K-E-D, picked. <laughs> I'm glad I saw that right. By the 49ers. Bruno, both him and Jimmy G threw a pick in the game, and it's safe to say that Matt Stafford's was uh, less consequential <laughs> yeah. than Jimmy G's, but we only will get to Jimmy well, G's. You could say that. Um, you could say that. <laughs> after the 49ers punt, Bruno, Matt Stafford and the Rams' massive 18-play drives, which is something we don't really see from their, them very often. That They're kind of like one of those offenses that is notorious yep. for being explosive, quick, that new era of the NFL. So we can score in three plays and you don't know what happened. Not these methodical, long, right. drawn-out drives. But 18-play drive, spanning 97 yards. They went the entire length of the field. And who else? Bruno. Who else would score a touchdown? Cooper Cup. He's a bad, bad man. So there was 9.33 uh, of game. Oh, they took 9 minutes and 33 seconds of the play clock. Just think about that. Yes. 18 plays, 97 yards in almost 10 minutes. Ending That's with a crazy. Cooper cup touchdown i don't think the rams <laughs> could have scripted it any better yep now the 49ers did answer back with a touchdown of their own game was tied seven to seven bruno the rams went back missed a field goal don't love don't love that for them mm. on the flippity flop 
49ers hit a field goal. Yep. We got a halftime score of 10 to 7. Not good for the over. <laughs> not good. You're certainly correct. <laughs> Simply not great for the over. Bruno, we're going to start the third quarter now. Yep. Jimmy G. Jimmy. At this point, looking like a pretty damn good game for Jimmy G. Oh, he yeah. hits Greg Kittle for a touchdown. Who? What does he do, Bruno? Dab. He dab on him. Dab on him. Told Big Cat. Shout out. Yep. Shout out. Part of my take. He, <laughs> yeah. he DM'd Big Cat and told him, hey, <laughs> if I get in the end zone today, I'm dabbing for you. Sure as shit. Sure as Kittle shit. gets his first, believe it or not, first postseason touchdown. Also crazy. Dab it in the end zone. So, love it. All of a sudden, it's 17 to 7. Damn. I mean, I don't, not, I don't think a lot of people expected that. So, 17 no. 7. Um, the Rams did immediately answer with a touchdown, bringing it to 17 14. Pressure back on the 49ers, Bruno. So, mm -hmm. uh, just a big time. A big-time drive by Matt Stafford and the Rams. So the game was getting away from them. Yep. They needed to respond, and they did. So that's that's a sign of a good team. Yeah. Uh, so with the pressure back on the 49ers, they did not score the rest of the game. <laughs> oh, it, Kurt, uh, is that handling the pressure well? <laughs> that might that might not be a good thing no. for the 49ers. Uh, I mean, let me check my records. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Not, not good, Bruno. <laughs> So, <laughs> just not fantastic. The Rams. Uh, oh, sorry. Two more Rams field goals pushes the Rams in front. 20-17. to 17. 49ers get the ball back with one minute and 46 seconds on the clock. We might have a Jimmy G moment. Everything was set up for Jimmy G. Down by three. Minute 46 on the clock. Plenty of time. That is an eternity in the NFL. Yep. We, we, we've been knowing this. Okay. Know it. And Jimmy Garoppolo has had this... Um, stigma about him that he is an average quarterback which i would agree with but that somehow he just finds ways to win games right which is true and he did have a very impressive two minute drive earlier in the season i don't think it was the playoffs it was early in the season late in the season where um he did it and everyone's like whoa that could have been jimmy's moment whoa so we're shaping up jimmy garoppolo has a chance to get the 49ers back to another super bowl yep just drive down the field and score a touchdown sounds easy not easy. Damn. And this is what happened, Bruno. Tell me. So, with it being Jimmy G time and all the people in the stands with eyes on eyes on Jimmy, um, he uh, he shot himself. <laughs> That's the theme of the day. <laughs> he, Bruno, this man's. So sometimes in the NFL, you gotta learn to live for another play. Yeah. Tom Brady made a career out of it. If no one's open, throw the ball away. Yep. So. This weird sequence happens where he throws the ball a pass to Debo Samuel, like four yards behind the line of scrimmage, after like dancing around. Debo goes down for a four-yard loss. Then they lose like 25 seconds relining up. So you, for a four-yard loss, you just wasted 25 seconds to go back four yards. It, 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 just throw the ball over his head, but that's just Jimmy not being aware. And then the very next play, Bruno, Jimmy G just... Dancing around the pocket, looking and trying to be like Patrick Mahomes. Well, it ended like Patrick Mahomes this week, Bruno, because as he's getting sacked, like literally, he's about to go down, about to hit the ground. He tries to flip the ball to his running back. You, you, Jimmy. Jimmy. You can't do that, man. I know it was going to be fourth down. That's fine. Fourth down means you have another chance. You flipping the ball to your running back and having it bounce off of his hands because it's a terrible pass and into the into the waiting arms of the Los Angeles Rams is not a good thing. <laughs> no. So, Bruno, time was about to, I mean, 
There was like a minute to go in the game still, yeah. but the 49ers couldn't stop the clock. Yep. So all it, all it took was two knees by Matt Stafford. And you know what? The Los Angeles Rams are staying home staying for a Super home. Bowl. That's two two years in a row. We two have a team in, in their home their home stadium yeah. with, a, with a Super Bowl. Now, I will say this. The Rams are the away team in the Super Bowl. That's yeah, I weird. saw that. That is but, weird. <laughs> but they're away at home. Yeah. Bruno, this obviously looks like it is probably Jimmy G's swan song probably in San Francisco uh his last game as a 49er so a sour taste to go out on now did he win a lot in San Francisco yes he did but how much of that was masked by Kyle Shanahan how much of that was masked by a really good defense we will let the people decide that right but Bruno looks like he is moving on looks like they're going to get rid of him for Trey Lance the number three pick in this year's draft um if there's one thing that we learned about the 49ers, obviously a great run to end the season. They were, like we talked about, probably the hottest team in the NFL. Um, and Debo Samuel is a star. You must protect him at all costs. At all costs. Um, we'll see how Trent Lance develops, but you have to feel pretty good about the 49ers. They're in a position where this team can contend for a Super Bowl at any point with the pieces they have. It's just, can their quarterback get them there? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron. You know, I've seen some shit about Tom Brady going back to San Francisco. Oh my God! Yeah, that would be crazy. I don't know about all that, but that would be that they win the Super Bowl for sure. Yep. Bruno, obviously. Meanwhile, now the Rams move on to play the Super Bowl in two weeks at home. Matt yep. Stafford, congratulations to him. When the Rams yep. set out on this offseason, this they embarked on this offseason. This yep. is this. It was for this reason. They go out. They yep. spend a lot for Matt Stafford. The Rams have like negative picks for like the next yeah. five years. They have no more yeah. picks. And all the they picks have to give are players away. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about they tried to they tried to store. It's a store bought Super Bowl. Like, yep. but you know what? If you go to the store and you get the right ingredients, here's what you got. You got a masterpiece on your hands. So oh, yeah. Matt Stafford in the Super Bowl, OBJ in the Super Bowl too. Rams have gone all in. Let's see if it pays off in two weeks at SoFi Stadium, Bruno. Um, between uh, Matt Stafford, who will be playing in the Super Bowl, and Eminem is performing in the halftime show, is this the closest Detroit has ever been to a Super Bowl? They're, Dude, welcome they're old, to Detroit City. Their old quarterback in Eminem. <laughs> That's the, the, qu the quintessential elements of Detroit. You got all you need. You got all you need. Bruno, I've, you know I like to bring the wacky stats along, okay? Bring it. So our boy Dan Orlowski, shout out when uh, UConn football was good. Oh boy. Um he he had this tweet which boggled my little brain. Oh. It tweet says, I think the absolute world of Kyle Shanahan, but and then three of those emojis that's like uh like the uh like the mouth straight across, Yee. slanty, uh -oh. not not uh -oh. not good. Uh oh. Kyle Shanahan in the fourth quarter of the last three playoff losses as head coach slash slash offensive coordinator so fourth quarter in three games let's go back to 2016 when he was the offensive coordinator for the atlanta falcons the patriots outscored atlanta 19 to nothing in the hmm. fourth quarter 2019 versus chiefs in a super bowl he's outscored 21 nothing oh boy in 2021 versus the rams in the fourth quarter when he was up 17 to 7 up by 10 double digit lead in the fourth quarter He's outscored 13 to nothing. Bruno, in the fourth quarter of the last three playoff losses, won an NFC Championship game, two in Super Bowls. He's been outscored 53 to nothing. Oh, my fucking God. Bruno, at what point does that – we talk about being a trend. That's a trend, and that ain't a good one.
hurt. It certainly is not, and I. What's tough is that I don't even know what the what you can say is an excuse. I don't think there is one. Bruno, not good. Um, I, I think you have to kind of wonder uh, if this is going to be a problematic moving forward for the 49ers. Like we just mentioned, you got the pieces, but can the coach figure it out? Because if he can't, then you might have you might have problems. Yeah. So Bruno, that sets up a Bengals Rams Super Bowl. What I don't the think fuck? <laughs> I don't think many expected this, but here we are. Here we are we on are. the precipice of another Super Bowl champion. Uh, Bruno, let's just quickly go over a couple things here, okay? Sure. We've seen at nauseum this postseason how goddamn bad the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line is. Yep. You ever seen Swiss cheese? Oh, I've seen it, Kurt. Yeah, you watch it on Sundays, and it's the Bengals' <laughs> offensive line. Bruno, the Rams' defensive line, obviously with Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald. Don, I just said Donald, like I'm from Boston. Donald. Donald. Um, they're gonna they're gonna pose some problems oh, for yeah. the Bengals' offensive line. Uh, that's Joe Burrow might be running for his life in this in this game. Now, obviously, Bruno, the quarterback dynamic in this game, Joe Cool in his second season. Versus Matt Stafford, the veteran. Neither person has been there. Matt Stafford right. couldn't get to the playoffs with Detroit. Right Now, Joe Burrow has success in big games, but nothing's been at the NFL level until this right. season. So who do you think has the better odds in that one, Bruno? Kurt, I honestly think it's Joe Burrow. Not necessarily because I'm saying it's, he's better, but what can you say about pressure? Matt Stafford, this is his life's work. This is his life's dream. He's slaved away years and years for the Detroit Lions trying to will them to even just get to the playoffs. Now he's in the playoffs, and he makes the Super Bowl. Kurt, if anyone knows as well as Stafford, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady makes it look easy, but for everyone else, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. So I kind of feel like Stafford's going to be feeling the pressure more than Joe because with Joe Burrow, Kurt, this is only the beginning. It's his second year. He, he has plenty of time to go in his career. Matt Stafford, again, I'm not saying he's going anywhere, but like he's not getting any younger. So more pressure on him, in my opinion. I could not agree more. More pressure on Matt Stafford and... They call him Joe Cool for a reason. The guy is cool as a cucumber. Like, it looks like burr. <laughs> it looks like nothing phases the guy. Right. So, I mean, we saw what he did in the national championship game a couple of years ago with LSU. We've seen what he's done this postseason. He has changed a franchise. He has changed a city. He has changed a nation, Bruno. <laughs> we are all Bengals fans. We are all ba- Patriots. <laughs> we are all Patriot Bengals. Um Bruno, obviously the, the Bengals secondary, they've been playing really, really well lately. Yes. The Tennessee game, they were phenomenal. Yep. In this game, in the second half, they dismantled the Chiefs, who have such a high-octane offense. If they can do that against they're, – well, they're going to have to if they want to win this game. Right. Cooper Cup, OBJ, all those dudes for the Rams. The Bengals secondary versus the, the pass catchers for the Rams is a is – a, that could tilt the scales in this one, and it will be exciting – Exciting dynamic to watch play out, obviously, Bruno. Both kickers, too. They've been so clutch this postseason. Um, it could be one of those games <laughs> since, like we talked about it, since the wild card game. Every game has been one possession. It could come down to the kickers. Are they both going to stay hot? Are they both going to put their big dicks out on the table and start swinging them around? <laughs> What's going to happen, Bruno? And uh, ultimately, it comes down to this, Bruno. I think I've made it pretty clear who I'm rooting for. Who are you rooting for? Kurt, I will say... Overall, I'm definitely rooting for the Bengals, right? Great story coming out of nowhere. Joe Burrow is so cool. 
I will say, I don't like the entire Rams team, but it's like, it's hard to not root for Matt Stafford specifically, Kurt. Kurt, after spending all those years on the Lions, he finally, at the end of his career, with who knows how much he has left in the tank, he finally gets to a good team, and in his first playoffs, he's in the Super Bowl. That would be a crazy story, too, and who knows how long he's going to play. Like, maybe if he wins the Super Bowl, he retires. I don't know. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying maybe. So, again, it's like... I, I almost feel bad rooting against Stafford, but like at the end of the day, the Bengals are just, I just, there's just so much fun to root for as overall team. No doubt. Bruno, it looks like we are a Bengals podcast for the, for the next couple of weeks. I will say this. If Matt Stafford wins the Super Bowl, I, you won't hear a peep out of me. Like I will be very happy for him. I won't, no, no issues with that at all. Right. But I mean, you know, it, the Bengals are, the, they have a feel good story of the year. Let's, let's put another ring on Joe Burrow's finger. Kurt, quite simply, who day? Who day? Also, I would love if Joe Burrow had as many rings as Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. Because I thought at this point in his career, Patrick Mahomes would have nine rings by now yeah, in that's four years. Strange. That's what that's what everyone makes it sound like. Yeah. Uh, weird. He only has one. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Maybe we jumped the gun on that one, Bruno. Hmm. Uh, somehow we found a way to talk for an hour about that. That's what we do. That's we find a way. <laughs> and uh, that leads us with one more very important segment, Bruno. Her, what is that segment? Without further ado, it's the motherfucking Stats Guy segment. Yeehaw! All breaks, no gas, just like Patrick Mahomes, baby. Oh, fucking God, are you? As Bruno said, Patrick McGowan Holmes. <laughs> Let's go, baby. See ya. <laughs> um, so, I guess I'll just dive right in. Great. Hello, boys. Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome to the Monday after the Cincinnati's are going. The Cincinnati's? The Cincinnati's. I like it. I like Are it. going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, did, I did tease that you purchased a. Cincinnati's sweatshirt, Bruno. Why I mean, fuck. It? What is going on? That's uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> we are malfunctioning. I said it first. All breaks, no guess. Oh, um, love it. What do you mean you teased it? I simply I did it. buy it. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Are you going to highlight it in some sort of visual format on one of your mediums? I can, I can put it on a story. When she arrives? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do I'd that. Like to, I'd like to view it, if we're being honest. Okay, how about Bruno right here in this moment, I show you a picture of the sweatshirt that I got. The audience absolutely can't see it, but I want your genuine reaction to the sweatshirt so that okay. they get excited. Oh my God, let's fucking go, baby. Let's that, go Cincinnati's, baby. What screams Cincinnati's more than that? Nothing. Quite simply nothing. Maybe uh, what will scream Cincinnati more than that is Patrick Mahomes on his couch. Mm. In a couple weeks. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, usually I take you on a little mental journey mm. about, like, what inspires my stats every week. And as we all know, not only did the Cincinnati's beat the stupid Kansas City Chiefs, but mm. there is a little bit of Adam Sheff activity this past weekend. Hmm. Was and there? it led us in the direction of... Our good friend Tom Brady. And there's a lot of information floating around the interwebs about Tom Brady and how good he is and all these records he's sent, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and my dear friend Kurt Field of Playing the Field. Mm. Um, I know that guy. Hey. Played a video this past weekend of one of uh, Tom Brady's press conferences where he's talking about like how good he is and he had just passed some sort of record in like throwing yards or something. And he was like, hey, you know what? I can't do my job if I don't have receivers. Those yards or those touchdowns or whatever can only be counted if people catch the ball. So then I was like, 
who's the who's I don't know how, I, ne I this is the issue I have every week. No, I never know how to ask my research my <laughs> research question. Basically, it was the it was Tom Brady's um, press conference, Bruno, after the Week Four game against the Patriots, where he broke the NFL passing record. Got it. And you you know how Tom Brady Thanks. likes to deflect. He he never he never likes to take credit take yep. credit for anything. He's like you know all that means is I've had a lot of great guys to throw to, and you know I'm just the one who throws it. They do the hard job. They catch it. Whatever, whatever. So. He obviously heaped all the praise onto them rather than taking it himself. Right. Right. So the question I s typed into Google was, what receiver has caught the most passes from Tom Brady? Hmm. And let me tell you, that was going to be my original research. Okay. So maybe <laughs> sounds, we'll save that for another like time. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, it was Rob Gronkowski, but I think we all knew that. Really? Anyways. Um, uh, I would have guessed Welker, I think. He was either Welker or Edelman. Would have, I would have gotten yeah. one of those two. But okay, Gronk. It could have been Edelman. He was listed in some of the, one of the articles that I read. Okay. I don't know. Okay. But anyways, I didn't. So read it's Gronk, the... but it might not be Gronk, and it might be Edelman. <laughs> Got it. Uh, that's just a teaser, just like that's, the sweater. That's um, my, it's not the stat. Then Great. my good friends, the Cincinnati's, won the game this past weekend. So then I was like, research shifted. I'm simply doing Joe Burrow stats only. Okay, I'm in. I'm Fuck in. Yes. Thank Fuck you. Yes. Um, so I looked up <laughs> Joe Burrow high school football stats. Oh, okay. Because I want to not like you. You know, we all start somewhere. And first of all, I learned that he is a year younger than me and Kurt, which <laughs> is old? absolutely disgusting. Damn, so he's older than me? Did I say older? No, <laughs> it was a play on. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Because right. uh, I used to think that you were <laughs> yeah. like uh, 10, 10 solid years younger yeah. than us, and it turns out you're actually the same age as my mom. So, yep, um, yep. Joe Burrow graduated high school in 2015. Also, sidebar note, he went to Athens High School in the Plains, Ohio. And uh -huh. I just love a guy who stays true to his roots. He went to high school in Ohio. He started playing college football at Ohio State True. temporarily, and now he's with the Cincinnati's in True. Ohio. So <laughs> that's just really exciting. So I clicked on this Max Preps uh, Max thing. Max Preps? About, yeah, his profile on Max Preps. First of all, electric headshot. Oh. Then I was talking about career stats, total passing yards, and hold on, got to switch tabs because I got to see your switch face. Switch tabs. 11,416. Uh, 11,000 in high school? Right. Wow, he's fucking good. So Damn. a part of me was like, that's simply not correct. That sounds way too many. So then I was like, how do I compare this to someone who I know is stats oh, accurate? I like where this is going. Thomas oh. Edward Patrick Brady. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Kurt. Me I too. Kurt's high school stats. <gasps> That's what oh, I was. No. Stats guy. Hold on. on. No. Can on you guys stats. filibuster? <laughs> no. I mean, Kurt, did you not think that was the most obvious place that she was going of all time? I think I threw for like 3,000 yards in high school. It was nothing exciting. That's simply not true. There's no way you. Wait, I it's mean, only giving me your basketball and your baseball stats? Kurt, did you scrub those from the interrupts? No, I can. I have them. No. This is my job. Stats guy. Um, wait, can you keep filibustering? All right. Oh, Bruno, uh, you just threw me for a loop. I'm sorry. Well, I thought that's where you're going. So I thought it was too. Kurt, are, are you being literal when you say 3,000? Because there's no way it was only 3,000. Bruno, I'm dead serious. We fucking sucked. Like well, we guess, weren't good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess that's more of your team and not for you. Yeah, I mean. What was your highest in one season? I mean, I 
hold like this is gonna this is gonna be the cockiest thing I've ever said. I you hold, hold every record. literally every record, but it's right. not saying much. Um, Abby, I have the stats. <laughs> if you want me to just, I think honestly, I think at this point you probably no. start. Okay, maybe send her the link. The well, picture, okay, so, so my it. senior year, <laughs> I no. Uh, <laughs> Abby, whatever. Okay. I can't see. Oh, Kurt Field found you. Six okay. four senior. Continue. You got them. Do you have them? Oh God, this is a disaster. I'm gonna give you ten no. seconds. I'm gonna go. <laughs> no, I don't have them. <laughs> okay. okay. Wait. So my senior year, I had one thousand. Oh, got it. Okay. I have 1, career stats. Oh, okay. that's not it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had one thousand five hundred seventy-eight yards, eleven touchdowns. <laughs> All right, so like, basically you threw for 6,000 if we extrapolate that for four seasons. That was my senior year. Yeah. My junior year, I actually threw for more yards. Oh. 6,000 uh, plus. <laughs> I threw for 1,774 yards with 11, with 14 touchdowns. Oh, damn. So I was 25 touchdowns and like 3,500 yards. And then oh, so my fresh, okay, I probably threw for like 5,000 yards. Because my freshman hey, stats aren't on there, and sophomore stats, I don't know if they were even on max preps yet. So okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Wow, Bruno, you really did something else. I said I... all breaks, no gas. I think I found some gas. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so we're Kurt's, fi Kurt's we're 5,000 passing yards okay, in high so... school. First Joe Burrow's huh? 11,000. Right, right, right. So I was going to compare Joe Burrow's stats in high school to Tom Brady's stats in high school, and then that was kind of exhaustive. So I did college too. But now you've just thrown me for a, quite the loop. So <laughs> Tom Brady's total high school passing yards. Yep. 3,514. Kurt, you shit on Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady. Low-key yeah. bad. He didn't. So Tom Brady says he, did, he was the backup quarterback on a JV team that went 0-10 in high school. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you didn't not do that either. Oh, Kurt. I said you didn't not do that either. You were the backup quarterback technically for the varsity team for a team that went 0 and 10. Yeah, but then I took I it over would and argue finished up the 0 and 10 You're a better season. quarterback than Tom Brady. Oh, oh, I said it first. Uh, yeah, um, I guess so. Kurt Field's career stats on max preps, and like you said, this is only inclusive of junior and senior year. 3,352 total passing yards. Yeah. Which means that if you include sophomore and freshman year. That's I, 15 more games. I yeah. think you're a better quarterback than Brady. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I hear nothing Passing touchdowns, facts. 25. Facts. Yeah. Passing touchdowns, 25. This is across two years. Touchdowns for Tom Brady, 33. That's only a difference of eight? Man. You definitely have had at least eight in freshman and sophomore year. Anyways, Yo, yeah. Joe Burrow, back to Joe Burrow, Tom Brady. Passing touchdowns, 157 for Joe oh. Burrow. 33 for Tom Brady. He's that boy. This is but, however, silly. The NF the, but I will say the NFL has changed so much in two decades. Tom Brady was a senior sure. in high school or uh, yeah. in high school in the 90s. Joe, Joe Burrow is like, like 14 years yet. old. Yeah, he's like 14 years old still. So it's like there's 
it's just unbelievable how much the game has changed. It's, you know, right. with the addition of seven on seven stuff and flag football as a kid, there's not a lot of like linemen. There's more, there's way more throwing in the game now. And uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that speaks to, I mean, don't get me wrong, those Joe Burrow stats are bananas. But Bananars. Like, the game's changed a lot too. Yeah. Right. So then we move on to college. Joe Burrow finds himself really just rooting for the Cincinnati's. Starts off at Ohio State and then transfers to LSU. He's also 6'4", Kurt, so I'm just saying. Um, Total career uh, passing yards in college, 8,852. So he was a little bit humbled when he got to uh, OSU and LSU. OSU, oh my God, I'll be fine. Ohio State and LSU. Yep. Um, Knocked about 3,000 passing yards off of that stat. And 78 touchdowns. He also threw 11 interceptions, so that's a story for another time. Tom Brady, uh, obviously Michigan, 6'4". Again, Kurt, I'm saying you could have had a career here. 6'4". Great Passing yards. Passing. Oh, my God. Tom Brady was a freshman in college when I was born. Okay. Anyways. um, (laughs) Total passing yards, 4,773 and 30 touchdowns. Sheesh. Getting a lot of numbers thrown our way. I'm just my, saying Joe you know, Burrow is a better um, quarterback, according to just his high school and college stats. Um, then I was like, they were throwing all these things at me. Joe Burrow, number one in the draft. Everybody wants a Joe Burrow. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Joey B. In the 2021 draft, there were five quarterbacks selected in the first 15 picks of the 2021 NFL draft, which was the most since 1999 when five passers came off the board in the first 12 selections. Can you guys name the five quarterbacks that were drafted this past year? This year? In this most recent draft? Yes. Yeah, 2021. Mac Jones. Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields. Wow. Crazy. Are you guys related? Yes. Where's the fields? We're brothers. You can't tell. Do you want to know what the next He's Google black, link? Oh, didn't know that. Yeah, um, did you? Uh, do you want to know what the next Google search article is right below that little list of the? Sure. Three stats that prove Mac Jones is unquestionably the best quarterback. Unquestionably, the best rookie quarterback. No, no, no. Just it the just best says quarterback. Unquestionably <laughs> the best quarterback. Just the best quarterback. Okay. And that was December 1st, 2021. So simply not that long ago. Um, and then there's another one. Who will be the best quarterback from the 2021 NFL draft? Oh, and obviously the little right up below that say three stats that prove Mac Jones is unquestionably the best quarterback from the 2021 draft. There you go. Wild. Oh, so from anyways, the draft. That was, okay. that was kind of unrelated. Hmm. Um, to the Joe Burrow, Tom Brady comparisons, but I just feel absolutely fired up knowing that Kurt is a better quarterback than uh, Tom Brady. Confirmed. Hey, the the stats the stats don't lie. They stats simply don't. don't. Lie. Remember that Tom show Brady Numbers playing? Never Lie? What was? <laughs> yes, that was a great show. <laughs> yeah. Um, was oh wait no I didn't like that show I liked Sports Nation. Remember that one? Oh my God! Back in the day, before Callum Cowherd was terrible, and with what was her name? Michelle? No, the blonde. Was the blonde. She was great. Was, was it Michelle? No, it's not remember. Michelle. She was great. That show oh, was that show, that show was, so was the best. Yes, I watched that every day. It was the best. Um, yeah. How old were you when you watched this show? This was like high school. 
Yeah, I guess. Mm. Middle huh. school, high school, yeah. I was watching Trading Spaces. Michelle on Beadle? HGTV. Beadle? Oh, Michelle Beadle. Yeah, yeah, Beadle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailed it. Um, yeah, while Abby was watching Dance Moms, we were watching. Mm. Excuse Sports me, Nation. I said Trading Spaces on HGTV. Dance Moms works too. Mm. Those Anyways, are good stats. Um, Wait, maybe at more? some point we'll talk about. No, no, no. Maybe at some point we'll talk about the um, receiving yards. No, receiving, receivings. Maybe yeah, we got, we got at the least, receptions. We got at least another episode. At least. Yeah, Stats Guy, you have one more Stats Guy segment. Um, tragic. <laughs> okay. Tragic for everybody else. Um, yeah. Cart. Me. I know that Green Bay, RIP in peace was your Super Bowl girls. Mm-hmm. Who you got now? We, uh, you missed this uh, proclamation. I simply yep. did. We are a Bengals podcast. We're the Bengal boys. <gasps> oh, so we, that, we will, I'm not kidding. We are all rooting for the Bengals. If I could have shared the feeling that just entered my heart with mm. warmth. So you purchased a, uh, a Cincinnati sweatshirt. Last night I followed your lead and I did not purchase a Cincinnati thing. Oh. But I uh, I did purchase a Joe Burrow LSU shirt. Hey, so I'll be rapid because I I couldn't justify You're gonna look like a Baltimore Ravens fan in those colors. I couldn't justify buying a Bengal shirt that I will never wear again. Rude. But I support <laughs> but I support Joe. my boy Joe Burr. Joe Burr. So Burr. so I uh no, don't no, don't do that. No, Sounds I have guy. a question. Um, so I will be repping Joe Burrow from this point forward. And the colors are sick. They're LSU colors. Yeah, LSU. Fuck the Ravens. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Have a question? Well, that's it, Bruno. Let's get us out of here. What's the day thing? <laughs> what? Who day? Who day? That's like... That's what the Bengals say. That's like their thing. That's like their... No, the Bengals say... That's what the I do, right? walked you right into yeah, that. Yeah, what did you think was going to happen? I have That's absolutely guy. simply no idea. Yeah, I... Bruno, yeah, please take us home country roads. All right, take us home country roads. Sats guy, another excellent segment from you. And we are Bengal boys, Bengal podcast, Bengal squad, because we are Bengal rooting for the girls. Bengals. Let's go, baby. So hopefully it's a great Super Bowl. Kurt, uh, without making it official, but probably official, and Stats Guy too, I think we are going to be off next week. Again, yes. not really a ton happening, so we're probably going to take the week off. Enjoy it. Prepare for the Super Bowl. We got one, one NFL game left this year, Pro Bowl excluded. Yeah, Kurt. make sure you go watch our boy Mac Daddy Jones in the Pro True. Bowl. So mm -hmm. you don't have to watch the whole thing. Just watch when he's playing. So yeah, that's I'll, give, that's I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, so we'll be off next week. And then, Kurt, we will be back for the finale. Uh, we're going to – I maybe we do a pick – However many I'm down in the standings for the Super Bowl with all the props to give me a well, if I win every single one and you lose every single one, then I, I come back. <laughs> well, right now you're down eight. <laughs> so a pick ten. How about a pick ten? You, but Bruno, you've been down eight for like the last six weeks. We have been like the same the last six weeks. So All right. So someone tell me next season to not be an absolute fool at the start of the season. How about that? <laughs> Bruno? Stats guy, mark that down. Don't Put be an absolute, absolute fool at the beginning of the season. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Bruno, but I got a DM today oh. to the to the to oh, the. Look who goes off tangents now. Wait, wait. I want to hear it because no, I don't see that shit. To the um, to the PF or PTF page, which I never get DMs. Right. And it, well, actually, I got this a long time ago. Hmm. Um, but I I forget that you have to like it doesn't like just go to the page. You have to like accept it. Right. Um. 
I'm not going to say the na name of this person, but I got it. It's uh, a, a Granby kid asked if we were actually going to be doing a podcast that's like potentially not about football or anything like after oh. the season. So it got me thinking. That's we got to we got oh. we got to table that. We got to bring that to the discussion about potentially okay. you know mix, mixing it up a little bit, actually playing the field. I am down as fuck for that. So maybe stay tuned for an exciting announcement in our uh, regular season finale next mm. week. We're or just going to be talking season. about sweatshirts. That's it. Well, that could be a topic. Yep. So, that, so. I just need to throw that out there. That might, that might be on the horizon. So Yep. So stay tuned. Uh, exciting things on the horizon, as we just said. But for now, uh, enjoy these next couple of weeks. Enjoy the build up to the Super Bowl. That will, thank God, be Chiefs-less and Patrick Mahomes-less and all <laughs> them-less. Thank God we can enjoy these two weeks. And... Whenever it may be, we will see you next time on Playing the Field. Bye, guys.